0: Welcome to the Linnaean Society of London. If you know the extension of the... Please wait a moment. My name's Stephanie West. I work in the Angela Marmont Centre for UK Biodiversity at the Natural History Museum in London. I've been a fellow of the Linnaean Society for many years and I'm now a trustee of the Society too. I've studied Gilbert for many, many years... Um, and I'm particularly interested in Gilbert's life, and particularly the time he spent here in London. I'm about to tell you a short story about Gilbert and some of his connections. Gilbert White was born on the 18th of July, 1720. During his lifetime, he amassed thousands of observations of the comings and goings of wildlife, mostly at his home at Selborne in Hampshire, but also on his travels to Oxford, London and Sussex there are three key things that set Gilbert apart from other 18th-century naturalists. The first is how he was recording wildlife, not so much seeking a classification of preserved specimens, but observing wildlife in its natural habitat. He was fascinated by behaviour, no matter how common the species might be. It is this observational approach to natural history which resonates so closely with us today in terms of how many of us watch and record wildlife but in his time, it produced new data and results. His observations on the House Martin, Swallow and Swift resulted in a request for two papers by the Royal Society, the first of which on his observations of behaviour of the House Martin was read out at a meeting of the Society on February 10th, 1774. We see in Gilbert's journals the origins of what we now call biological recording, All the essential components of a modern biological record are there, who, what, where and when. From 1751 to his death in 1793, Gilbert made detailed records of what wildlife caught his attention, and from these records we can paint a picture of how Selborne and British wildlife in the south of England has changed in the last 250 years. How we record wildlife today and our passion for natural history owes a lot to the method Gilbert was following. The reason we know Gilbert so well was that he was such a good communicator. Through meetings likely at his brother's printing house on Fleet Street, which was the first natural history specialist printers in London, he would have gained the acquaintance of many natural historians of the day, including his main correspondents, Thomas Pennant, the author of British Zoology, and Danes Barrington, the then Vice President of the Royal Society, as well as other notable figures like Sir Joseph Banks and Daniel Solander, He wasn't a wealthy man, so he couldn't join the Royal Society, and would have had few opportunities to meet people like this without his brother's connections. Communication was as critical to being a naturalist then as much as today, and it is these connections which led to Gilbert discussing his findings over many years, and the resulting letters which formed his main work, The Natural History and Antiquities of Selborne. Sadly, Linnaeus was not among those correspondents, but White, of course, knew of Linnaeus's work. After meeting Daniel Solander, who was Linnaeus's spokesperson in England, White was a convert to the new Linnaean system of classification and naming species, making attempts to follow his system of naming, even proposing names of his own for species like the harvest mouse, following Linnaean binomial nomenclature. He did, however, prompt his brother John to write to Linnaeus about his findings in Gibraltar. Interestingly, while rifling through the Selborne Society's collection of letters from White to his brothers, which are held at the Linnaeus Society, I did stumble across a very interesting mention of Linnaeus in correspondence to John from 1773. Brother Harry was told in Oxford that Linnaeus is certainly dead. Linnaeus in fact didn't die until the 10th of January 1778, But this was the start of a long illness, and incapacitation, as a result of a series of strokes. White's legacy, of course, comes from his book. The Natural History and Antiquities of Selborne was first published by his brother Benjamin in November 1789. Despite being to many, I guess, a rather obscure work, a collection of letters focusing mostly on a small part of rural Hampshire... It has endured, having never been out of print and therefore becoming the fourth longest constantly in print book in the English language. A quirk of fate, but I would argue down to the beautiful picture of a near-forgotten idyll of England which the book invites you to step into and share with the author. White's writing exudes enthusiasm. His passion for the subject evokes that almost childlike glee that as naturalists we all get when we find something new, no matter how common it might be. More than that, though, the book has paved the way for every naturalist who has followed it. Knowingly or unknowingly, all of us who watch wildlife record who, what, where or when and share our records with others as students of white. So I encourage you to grab a notebook, get out into your garden or your local patch, get recording and be more Gilbert.